Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller, known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I am Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're tuning in today. This is the show where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about something super cool. One of my favorite topics, um, we're going to be talking about encounters. And some of you guys know that um, I wrote a book, Come Away With Me, An Invitation to Encounters with Your Beloved King. You can find out more about that book and about me at com. That book's also available on Amazon now. But it's all about an encounter I had with the Lord and me sharing that with the reader and, and helping them journal through their own encounters and their own prayers for encounter with the Lord. But today I want to talk about a specific type of encounter and that's angelic encounters. And sometimes that can get like super hokey for people and, and feel like a lot of hoo-ha or weird stuff, but it's actually really biblical. I mean, there's tons of examples in the Bible of angels delivering the good news Um, Just think about the angel um, Gabriel that delivered the good news to Mary, the mother of Jesus. She um, was going to be pregnant and it was going to be by the power of the Holy Spirit. And and all of that, that news came to her from an angel. And um, even in the Old Testament, there's all kinds of stories about angelic visitations and things like that. But the reason I want to talk about it is because it's a way that God connects with us. It's a way that he reveals his um, heart to us, his information to us. Like I said, good news to us, confirmation, maybe about something you've been praying about. Um, Even like we talked about on one of the shows recently with Zacchaeus and Elizabeth, they found out they were going to have John the Baptist, their son, who later became known to be John the Baptist, by an an angel showed up and gave him that news. And so, um, God's always doing cool stuff to draw us to his heart, draw us to his heart. And, um, I believe letting us see into the spirit realm and encountering, um, his angels are one of the ways that he does that. And, and in the world, there's so much interest in, um, supernatural things. People have such a hunger for that, especially unbelievers. They have such a hunger for, um, a superhero like Spider-Man and, and Batman and even things like, um, mediums, you know, there's those shows on TV that people can, you know, like supposedly talk to people from your past or talk to people that have already passed and gone to heaven and stuff like that. People have a natural, we have a natural interest in things of the supernatural. And, um, I just want to say that like God puts that desire in us, you know, and he wants to show us his, his things that are supernatural and we shouldn't be afraid of that. And we shouldn't be scared of that. And angels are really one of those things, you know, um, I have a screensaver on my phone by one of my favorite, um, teachers, Danny Silk. And it says God's number one goal with us is connection. His number one goal with us is to be connected to us. And we say it on the show all the time. It's to have relationship with him. Right. And one of the ways that he connects with us is through encounter. 
and angelic encounters, angelic visitations are one of those ways. And, and there's all kinds of ways to encounter him. There's open visions that you can have when you're awake. And that's like seeing an image on the screen, you know, in your mind or even through your eyes out in the open. And that happened to Paul in the new Testament that happened to John, the beloved, um, in the new Testament. Another way is through dreams. You know, you're having an encounter with God while you're sleeping and Daniel in the Bible had dreams. Joseph, um, he had dreams. He also interpreted other people's dreams. And again, Paul in the, in the new Testament, um, one of the main ways that God speaks to my husband is through dreams. He, um, will go weeks and weeks without dreaming. And then one morning, um, he'll have a dream from God. And those dreams are always like right before he wakes up. It's kind of like in that twilight time of sleeping, right? When you're, when you're not quite awake yet, but you're not still asleep and you're just starting to wake up and John will have a dream from God. He'll know it's a God dream and he'll tell me about it. And he believes that he has them right before he wakes up so that he's sure to remember it because God knows, you know, that John needs that to happen when it's fresh on his mind and that it's something that, that he'll remember. And it's dreams given John direction about what to do with his business and, and different things that God wants to, to say to John. And that's how he's encountering God sometimes is through his dreams. And then the other type of, of way that God likes to encounter us is like I said, through those angelic visitations. And, um, these can come, like I said, as a confirmation, um, maybe to validate, to bring wisdom, to bring assurance, like it did for Mary. God was calling out her destiny when he sent that angel to her to tell her about Jesus, that she was going to be the mother of Jesus. He was also um, confirming to her that this was him and that she didn't need to be afraid. She was going to be pregnant. She wasn't even married and to just encourage her and give her assurance. Um, God loves to connect with us. He loves to show us his things of the spirit and that's what I talk about. Um, we're going to talk about in the show today. That's what I talk about in my book. I encourage you um, to check that out and see if that's something that you would be interested in. But the main thing I want to say to you before we even go in, I'm going to tell you some of my stories. But before we go into some of my stories of encounter with angels, I want to say to you what I really felt like God wants you to know is it's not your imagination. You know, if you've had these encounters, if you've had these angelic visitations, sometimes we dismiss these things as our imagination. And I'll tell you, the enemy loves to come and tell us that it's just our imagination because he knows that when we recognize and give God the glory for the things that he's showing us and revealing us, that's another um, level of authority that we're walking in. That's more help from God, from the kingdom to us, to help us in our situation. And the enemy doesn't want us to have that help. He doesn't want us to believe in it. He doesn't want us connected to God. He wants to talk us out of that. And he wants us to dismiss it out of hand um, because he knows how powerful it can be in our lives and for our breakthrough and for our healing and just for encouragement. And he doesn't want us to have anything that's going to encourage us or be empowering in the kingdom. Um, so he'll, he'll work overtime to try and make you believe that it's your imagination. And I just want you to know um, the enemy never tries to come and steal anything that didn't really happen. Right. So if it didn't happen, why is he working overtime to convince you that it didn't happen? He would love for you to think that it didn't happen, but it's not your imagination. And oftentimes our own human minds will try and dismiss these encounters in the name of logic or intellect. You know, I've heard um, Pastor Bill Johnson say it like this. Many stop short of a divine encounter because they're satisfied with good theology. And what that says to me is sometimes we can get into our heads too much instead of allowing our sanctified imagin imaginations that God gave us 
to take us someplace with the Holy Spirit. You know, we'll just dismiss it as, oh, that didn't really happen. That can't be true. God doesn't do that. Yada, yada, yada. God did it throughout the Bible, you guys. He used angels to deliver messages, to bring healing, to bring deliverance throughout the Bible. Um, The Old Testament and the New Testament. Hebrews 13, verse 2, tells us this. And I'm going to be reading out of the HCSB. Don't neglect to show hospitality. For in doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without even knowing it. Okay? So that's in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. So tonight I want to tell you just, not tonight, today, I want to tell you just a few of the angelic encounters that that I've had. The very first angel that I knowingly ever saw was I was in worship at a, at a conference in Kansas City. I had taken my oldest son out there for youth camp to the International House of Prayer. They had a big youth camp that summer, and I had driven my son out there from Colorado, and I was just spending a few days out there myself at their conference before I drove back. And one night we were in worship, and I was specifically praying and asking God, you know, to show me what was going on in the spirit realm and to show me... Um, his heart for me. And I was just really enjoying worshiping him and, and just praying and talking to him about how awesome he was. And so I'm standing there worshiping and I've got my hands up in the air, just praising him. It was a really fast worship song, a praise song. And as I'm standing there, I open my eyes and I see the lead singer up on stage and, and he's leading us through this awesome praise song. And then you guys out of the corner of my eye to my right, I I see this giant, angel you guys and he was huge like there's no way i could have mistaken him for a human he wasn't just like a really tall man he was he was huge and he was dressed um he was a black man and he had like this iridescent like silver dust all over his skin and he was absolutely beautiful it was one of those visions that like just takes your breath away and he was absolutely stunning and he reminded me of like that movie the gladiators where they have on the shield, you know, like the breastplate and they have on what I call like the Jesus sandals that have the crisscross leather that ties at the knee. And he was just worshiping. He wasn't looking at me. He just was worshiping God. And I remember saying, Oh my gosh, like I just instantly said to the Lord, Oh my gosh, God, that's an angel. And I'm like, what is he doing? What is that? And he said, that's a worship angel. I'm just showing you my angels worshiping me. And you guys, it was the coolest thing. I I was moving my hands to the left and to the right during the song, and he was moving his hands to the left to the right. And I remember that thought that came to me is like, is he copying me or am I copying him? And then I'm like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just the coolest thing ever. I am seeing an angel. This is amazing. And God's like, I'm just showing you my heart of what's going on in the kingdom. And that there's always angels in his presence worshiping him, but there's also angels with us. You guys, when we're worshiping him, they are worshiping him too. And I love that. You know, it says in Revelations 5, verse 20, the angels and living creatures are continually worshiping him around the throne. Another time um, that I saw an angel, and this is really cool, um, was in my son's, my youngest son's room. And Evan was, I was trying to put Evan down um, for bed. And, you know, parents, when you've got toddlers, they want you to tuck them in and you read them their, their bedtime story and, and pray over them or whatever your night lo- nightly routine is. I was doing all that with Evan. And then there, 
they're like, oh, mom, don't leave. Just stay, stay in here with me for just a minute. Stay in here with me till I fall asleep. And that's what Evan was doing. He, I think he was like two or three years old and he's like, stay in here with me. And so I had been working all day. I was really tired. I ended up, I laid down next to him to help him fall asleep. And then I fell asleep and you know how that is. You wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I've fallen asleep. And, but I was laying there and I, I was drifting off to sleep. And all of a sudden I had that sensation. Um, maybe you felt this before too, where you feel like somebody's looking at you or watching you. And I thought John had walked into the room. Cause you know, you can feel that when like you're asleep and not quite deep asleep and somebody's watching you. And I thought John walked into the room, but I opened my eyes and I, I sat up in the bed realizing I'd fallen asleep. But when I opened my eyes, you guys, I saw an angel standing in the doorway of Evan's room. Now, this angel was um, not quite as big as the one that I mentioned before, the worship angel. This angel was probably like maybe nine and a half feet tall, and he um, had olive skin. He was tan, and he had on the same type of outfit, but his color, his chest plate, breastplate, whatever you want to call it, all of his stuff was more of a bronzy, coppery color. And he had dark hair, and he was just standing there. Um, with his arms crossed and he, he wasn't smiling at me. He wasn't saying anything at me. He was just standing there with his arms crossed. And I instantly like, you know, again, your heart starts beating. You're like, am I seeing this? Am I awake? And I looked around the room. I realized I was awake and I looked back and he was gone. And I asked the Lord, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that? And the Lord's like, that is your angel of protection. Your angels that surround you and protect you and your family at all times. And that's from Psalms 34, seven, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear them and he delivers them. And it also tells us in Luke chapter four, verse 10, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. And that is what I feel like the Lord was showing me in that moment. You know, we always pray. We believe that, you know, God sends angels to protect us. We hear stories of people who've been in car accidents or um, really scary, um, situations where they're like, yeah, um, I, I saw a person and I think it was an angel because one minute they were there and they helped me. And then the next minute when I went back, they were gone. You know, you hear about that all the time. You guys, that's not our imagination. Those things are real. They're, um, like I said, are all kinds of stories in the Bible about angels protecting, delivering, bringing us through situations, or even like I said, just there to encourage us and to let us know that God sees us. Um, I know that there's stories in the Old Testament and examples when angels come and tell Daniel, you know, don't worry, God has heard your prayer. He heard it long ago. And that's, you know, Michael and Gabriel and all the other famous archangels in the Bible. But I want you to know that there's angels on the earth here with us too, carrying out what God has assigned them to do. And they're not there for us to worship them or anything hokey or weird like that. We don't need to be talking to angels or anything like that. What I do um, when I realize that, that God signed an angel to me, I just give God glory for it. I'm like, hey, God, thanks. I see that angel that you've assigned to me. Thank you so much for protecting me. Thank you for um, the angels of protection that you've surrounded me with. Um, they always, those encounters are not meant to be what we pay attention to and what we get distracted by. They are meant to point us back to God and his goodness and Jesus and the cool things from his kingdom. That's what it's all about. It's all to glorify him and to draw us back to him and to point at him. That's what encounters are all about. Because remember what I told you at the top of the show, it's about connection with him. It's about what God's trying to show us through this encounter, whether it's through an angelic encounter, whether it's through a dream or a vision or any kind of encounter that you may have 
with the kingdom. You know, one of the most famous stories in the New Testament is about Peter and the encounter that he had with the angel who literally broke him out of jail. I don't know if you remember that story. I'm trying to remember um, what book of the Bible that's in, but that's in the New Testament when, when Peter was in prison for preaching the gospel and basically for being a believer, he was being persecuted and he was in prison and all of his people, his family, his community of believers were praying for God to deliver him and rescue him and get him out. So God sends an angel and Peter's asleep and handcuffs and he's tied up in the jail and this angel comes, wakes him up. Peter thinks he's dreaming because he's been asleep. So the angels like get up. So Peter gets up and he looks down and the shackles are opened and he's free to go and He walks out of the jail and he realizes that he's not dreaming, that this is really happening. And Peter ends up walking to the house where everybody is in fervent prayer for his deliverance and his rescue. And he knocks on the door and the servant girl answers the door and recognizes Peter. And she runs to everybody who you guys are literally in the other room praying for him to be delivered and released and for God to send away for Peter to be set free. And so he's at the door and she tells them and they don't believe her. They think it's her imagination, which cracks me up. And that's what happens to us so many times. God sends our deliverance. He sends our rescue, maybe through the way of an angel. And we don't believe it. We just write it off and dismiss it. Maybe sweep it under the rug is our imagination. And I'm telling you, that's because the devil doesn't want us to know all the tools that God's given us to in his kingdom to be victorious, right? It reminds me so much of that story um, where the guy is in a sinking boat and he prays and asks God to help him. And so this other boat comes by. And they're like, hey, do you need help? And he's like, nope, I've prayed. God's going to rescue me. And then um, so the lifeboat just goes on by. And then all of a sudden he passes uh, one of those life vests just floating in the water. And he's like, nope, I don't need that. God's going to rescue me. Like all these things keep happening that are options for him to be rescued. And then he ends up drowning and he gets to heaven. And he's like, God, I prayed and prayed for rescue. Why didn't you rescue me? And he's like, dude. I sent you a life vest, a lifeboat, you know, and God starts telling him all these ways that he had given him the tools for his rescue and the man didn't recognize it. And I don't know about you, but I want to access and appropriate everything that God's given me in the kingdom to walk in authority, to be victorious, to have breakthrough, to have healing, to be delivered. Everything that God has for me, I want to access all those tools. And I believe that angelic encounters and angelic visitations is one of the ways that God sends help to us. And like I said, also one of the ways that he wants to connect with us. And, you know, the servant girl ends up in Peter's story going back to the New Testament. She goes back to the door and ends up letting Peter in. And the people figure out that God really did send an angel to rescue him. And I'm just wondering what areas of your life has God sent you encounters? Has he sent you a dream? Has he sent you a vision that gives you wisdom for the situation that you might be stuck in or going through? Um, Where are those angels of protection that he's assigned to you that you don't even recognize are there to bring you protection and comfort? He wants you to know that he's a good father and that he's taking care of you and that he has sent angels on assignment to be there to deliver you, to heal you, um, to bring you through whatever it is that you're going through. I bet if you think about it right now, um, you can think of times in your life, looking back, that you're like, hmm, I think I know exactly what she's talking about. I think that was an angel that time my car broke down in the middle of the night and I was on the side of the road um, with no help. And this really nice lady stopped and gave me a ride to a safe place. And I was able to call a tow truck and 
you know, she just happened along at just the right time. How many times do we think it's just a happenstance when it's really a God encounter? It's really a deliverance. It's, it's really, um, God loving on us and saying, Hey, I see you. I see your situation. I'm sending help. And so many times he does that with angels and other times, guys, he lets us see stuff in the spirit realm. I believe he sends those angels and lets us see him just because he calls us friends of God, right? It says in the word that we are friends of God. And what do you do with your friends? You tell them stuff. It's not always because they need to know it. Sometimes it's just because you're having a conversation with them and that you want them to know. And it tells us in the word that, that God tells us his secrets sometimes, right? Sometimes he just wants us to know stuff to let us know that he is talking to us and that we can hear him and that he trusts us with his heart and with information. I'll tell you one more story before we have to go about, um, another, a very recent encounter that I had the night that the encounter happened that I wrote about in my book, come away with me after that. And I don't include this story in the book, but after that, I, um, my friend and I headed back to the hotel after this encounter and um, I was just seriously, you guys like high as a kite off of what had just happened. Um, like I said, that I go in detail about in the book, but I'm like on the spiritual high and we get back to the hotel and I go to put my, my girlfriend goes to her room. She's on a different floor than me. And I get up to the third floor and I'm putting my key, ca- key card in the door. And right when I do that, you guys suddenly like, I can see through, it's like the wall and the door in the hotel room separating me from my room in the hallway. It's like that door becomes transparent and I can see right through the door and I see this man all dressed in white sitting very politely um, on the edge of my bed, just sitting there waiting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, who is that? And he's (laughs) immediately in my spirit. I heard the Holy Spirit say, that's the angel of peace. That is the angel of peace that I've assigned to you. And you guys, the reason that that was so significant is I had been going through the most tumultuous wilderness that I had been through in a really long time. I had been so worried about my son who was dealing with anxiety and depression. My youngest, he's a teenager. And um, for those of you moms and dads who have teenagers in high school right now, you know that high school is a whole nother world than it used to be when we were in school. And so there's a lot of things coming at them daily. And, And my son was really dealing with anxiety and depression and, and hopelessness. And, um, I had been so worried about him and and it was starting to make me feel anxious and me feel worried. And I was praying about it constantly. I kept giving it to God. And you know how sometimes, um, it says in that scripture, you know, give it to the Lord, lay it at his feet and leave it with him. I kept giving it to him, but then I would pick it back up and be worried about it again. Five minutes later and I have to lay it back down and then I would pick it back up. And so I was really worried and, and I had never been in a place in my life where I needed peace as much as I needed it in that season. And when he said, that is the angel of peace I've assigned to you, you guys, I was so grateful. I was so incredibly grateful for that angel of peace. And I said, well, Lord, what should I do? And he said, go in your room. So I went into my room. And of course, the minute I stepped into the room, I couldn't see anything in the spirit. I didn't see anything spiritual anymore. I wasn't seen in the heavenlies anymore. I didn't see an angel. I didn't see anybody sitting on my bed. But I knew that the Lord had assigned an angel of peace to me that for a split second, he let me see. And I was so grateful for that. And it did exactly what I talked about earlier. Um, That encounter drew me closer to the heart of God. Um, That helped me glorify him even more and give him thanks and praise. Because now I knew that he was dealing with my situation with my son, but also he was dealing with me. 
He was giving me so much peace about what was going on. And so I just prayed in that moment and said, thank you so much, God, for assigning me an angel of peace. And I just appropriate that peace right now. In Jesus' name, I receive it. So I want to pray for you guys. Just remember, it's not always your imagination. God's connecting you with things in the spirit realm, and he's encountering you daily. Just look for those things. I want to pray for you now. Father, in Jesus' name, I lift up everybody listening. I pray that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you are doing, God. Thank you that you help us bring heaven to earth on a daily basis and and be attractors for your kingdom. And Lord, I pray that, um, that you would help us see when it's not our imagination, when you're trying to connect us with your kingdom and most of all with your heart and to bring you glory. And we do give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. You can listen to older shows on our iTunes podcast and on our YouTube channel and find out more about this ministry at carlaswanigan.com. Just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. 